Well, you didn't do the 10 seconds. You're right. It's been a while. <laughs> we do 10 seconds of silence to set it. No, that's actually what you shouldn't do. Okay. Hi, welcome back to Care for Free. The oh, show that's for what we're called. That's what we're called. It's called Care for Free. I'm David. I, I'm, uh, uh, nope. Mm-mm. It's been so long. <laughs> First I'm of all, I'm David. offended at just the mere syllable that you got out. <laughs> Second of all, that's not what I sound like. Third I agree. All, I was like, nope, that's not what she sounds like. I stopped. No. It's been so long, we forgot who we are. Hello? Who are you? <laughs> My name is Caleb Richard. Yes. Okay. That is officially the most assertive <laughs> a producer has ever been. So it's wonderful. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I watched the other podcasts and everyone's like, oh, oh, oh should I introduce myself? Okay, so, so I thought okay. I'd come in strong. Okay, yeah. maybe this is your first time. Most people don't watch podcasts. Um, kind of kind of the whole point is you're listening. Yeah, I was lying. I've never listened to this podcast before. <laughs> have referenced on the podcast before how hard it is to get Caleb as a guest host. Yeah, we've talked about how Yes, producer. To do it. Yeah. Sorry. Don't we, want to promote you. We've brought it up before. Absolutely. Yeah. I was offered pizza. <laughs> That's yeah. true. It took a bribe. Yeah, and uh Caleb is the reason this is all happening because he has been letting us use his microphone, um, which is very high quality and he definitely wants us to keep using it forever and never acquire our own. Yeah, Bye, Mike. At this like at this point, it, it feels it feels too a part of the process to figure out how else to do it. <laughs> to make one of us go get the can mic. Can you imagine? Caleb? Can you imagine trying to just have a mic? Like, we just, like, okay, we just have the mic. Let's yeah, go ahead like, and do let's this. Let's do no. a podcast. Oh, we just have a mic. Now, I, I, think it, really. I think it would throw me off. It's part of the ritual now. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it it's an important piece. It's an excuse piece. to talk to you. Oh, yeah. You don't need an excuse. Just uh, don't talk yeah, to me. Yeah, we do. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hey, Caleb, you want to hang out? No, I'm gaming. Gaming. <laughs> gaming. How was... long have you been gaming? 14 hours. <laughs> Caleb, it's 8 a.m. I know, I haven't eaten. <laughs> Caleb, eat. No, I'm gaming. I'm bringing you food. Gaming. <laughs> Is the food gaming? <laughs> you just make it sound like I have a problem. Welcome to the last episode of Care for Free, (laughs) where your cheap producers won't buy their own mic, and they've offended me way too much to use mine anymore. Nobody is ever going to come on our podcast again. Everybody who's been on the bubble is going to be like, yeah, Caleb was really hesitant, and we now see why. (laughs) Oh, I knew from the start I was going to get roasted. I'm sharing opinions, so. (laughs) I get roasted too. It's fine. What? What's happening here? I don't want to hear this pity party. Y'all are y'all uh, are y'all are roasters. Caleb, this what's is the worst roast back. you've ever experienced from David? What? Like to me personally? Yeah. Oh man. That's a great Y'all question. Y'all known each other for like eight years. What this is, is this? Weird. Mean girls? When's the worst you've ever roasted me? I'm pretty sure I've cried before because of something you've said. Oh definitely. Well, I well, have. okay. Well 
what's a roast? Because there have been times where I've just said things where I'm like, oh, that was a mean thing to say. Versus, like, I feel like a roast is when you're, like, trying to make fun of a person. Oh, the intent definitely <laughs> changes it. Does it not? No, it doesn't. Okay. Actually, uh, it might. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I think it has to. I think it has to. If the idea <laughs> is... It's kind of a meta roast, because we're, like, roasting you about your roast. Yeah, I feel roasted. Well, hmm, probably something about my view on politics. Ooh, oh, wow. I, I, I did roast you oh. pretty bad about that West Wing West crap. Wing. Oh, I was yeah. mad. Once you started watching yeah, West Wing. Yeah, because I was mad. This dude, Kayla, spent the first 18, 20 years of his life being like, why should I care about politics? With All two- I need is, you know, corn on the cob, ice cream, and and a place to, to read my Bible, and th- that's all we need. And who cares about the rest of the my, second mine amendment? Is, in, is my gut permit? Yeah, and then he and then he and then he watches three episodes of West Wing, and he's like, "What do you think about the capital gains tax?" And I'm like, "What the heck is going on?" Minus two years of vehement, just like absolutely supporting Ron Paul. That that happened. Yeah, in high except school. that. Yeah, okay. There are way that too. more embarrassing people you could have supported. That's true. In high school. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Because I supported all of them in high school. Libertarians. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, fine. Caleb, I'm glad that you watched The West Wing and cared about it. I appreciate yeah, that. Thank great. you. It's it was a great show. It like really opened opened up my eyes and made me care about politics for what has been six months now. And then I kind of <laughs> quit, fizzled out. Now I don't know. There's a bunch of people yelling exhausting. again on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, no, Twitter's bad. Twitter, Twitter makes me not care about politics, which is saying something. This is such um, an on brand conversation yeah, for our podcast. It is about it caring. Is. Yeah, it is. It talks about what, when you care and when other people care too much, mm-hmm. and now you can't care. Right. Um, That's fair. Should you we know, say that this is the podcast where uh, we try to make each other care about stuff? We could, yeah. Yeah, I think we missed that, you know, opening window. But, you know, if there's one thing that's true about this pod is that we mix it up for the people and for ourselves. Sometimes just like that, a little fun. Yeah. I like mix it up. starts monologuing. I'm nodding my head. <sighs> I'm shaking my head. But I don't care a lot, you know, about a whole lot of things, like... Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Behold That's true. the field where I grow my cares, for it is barren. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't have I feel any, like you care very deeply anything. about a few things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, we have this 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 like term of like wide knowledge versus deep knowledge in the technical field, where some people like it's you want to have a T where you like know a bunch of stuff or know a little bit about everything and then something you're an expert in. That's how I feel about caring. Like I care a little bit about some a lot of things, but then there's some there's some things that I just care very deeply about. I like you that know. visual. Yeah, the the tea, the care, the caring tea, the caring tea. Indeed, that's really good. I agree. I like that. Like mattress recycling, for instance, it's a big issue and hot topic in our day. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I'm rather passionate about. What's your opinion? Because I need a new mattress. Well, you should recycle your old one. How? What? There's 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 people that will come pick up your mattress and recycle it for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I. When I get a new mattress, I will can you, have my own recycling. Can you call it something other than recycling the mattress? Because then she's more likely to do it. Oh. I like the environment. <laughs> Got it. The thing is, I care about the environment, but in like a, oh, I, I hope we still have one in the future way and not in a like, I want to work about it way. I yeah. want to work about it. Yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want change to happen, but you don't want to throw your pennies in. Yes. That's one of my short fields and the caring okay. tea of my life mm-hmm. okay everybody's got to draw their line somewhere that's for sure yeah that's yeah. i'm friends with jory and Alyssa because they care a bunch about it and mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
They're my token environmentalist friends. You guys, you guys don't do a uh, fact checking on this, do you? Yeah, because that would be much more effective if we don't. <laughs> oh, we, we, we. We, usually, we try to do a little bit of fact checking. Usually what happens is there'll be at least three or four things on the pile where we say, pretty sure that's the case. I'm not sure, though. And yeah. then the, for those, we go back and check. Um, for any blatantly incorrect things that you say that we don't catch, we will get texted about it, and we'll let you know. And so. sometimes I correct in the show notes if I think about something later, and I'm like, oh, no, that was Vin Diesel who said it, not Paul Walker or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes there are things like whatever there was some like Pokemon thing David got wrong that we've never corrected formally, which you might want to do now on the record so we stop getting texted about it because I don't even like Pokemon except for Detective Pikachu who's my best friend, and I have been texted about it so many times. I I don't want to correct it because it's so I it was intentionally omitted because okay. it was part of the story. But you know what? I agree with you. It's, that's so that's a a lie so you intentionally omitted part of the story to make the rest of it better no i didn't lie um i'm no truthologist but that sounds like a lie i don't know if truthology or nope i don't know if either of those are words truthologist or i check on this show (laughs) that's exactly right I'm an assertive producer. We don't do that here. I, I like, like it. I was like, he's not wrong. Jeez. No, not even a little bit. Whatever. Magikarp learns flail at level 30. Whatever. Like, oh, I hate did you, so Did much. you say that he never learned anything besides Splash? Like, just, but just like, I like was in like, a very casual way? Well, yeah, very casually. I was like, he's he like, learns. All he can never do is Splash. Splash. And it's not, a, and the, you, you, you'll totally understand what I was doing here, right? right? It doesn't matter because he learns Splash and tackle, right? And then the next thing that happens is he, he evolves into a Gyarados. Okay, Once you hold that B button. Yeah, the only way you're we ever are going to care about the Magikarp learning Flail at level thirty is if you for some reason decide no, I don't want it to evolve into Gyarados, which was the whole point of what we were talking. Well, about. Well, Gyarados never learns Flail, right? Uh, I think it does actually. Hmm. I think so. I'm pretty sure it does. Well, that, we'll this... never fact check it. <laughs> it's true. We won't. But I'm, we're going to get a text from two different people within the next week saying, actually, it does or doesn't. So yeah. We'll find out. Actually, I would love to say, please don't text me about that. Like here in the podcast world. Nah. But I know that that will get me double texted. Yeah, you'll it. get double texted. Saying this now probably will get me triple texted. Yeah, you, you just wrecked that whole thing. Any and all Dugs listening to this podcast, <laughs> please direct Direct your complaints to at Gimme Jacob Moore <laughs> on, <laughs> on Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. Twitter.com and Instagram.com. Okay. Wait, is he on Instagram? I don't remember. Also, I don't know if he actually posted them or, or if he's tagged in the post. Yeah, he's tagged in the post. So go check out. He's tagged in some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Always boosting, always boosting our official accounts. Gimme Jacob Moore and such. <laughs> Dory Jelly Rack. This is a sponsored ad. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just got a text on my computer. Uh, one day in Krimlaw, we were all switching each other's, like, names. Do you remember that? We uh-huh. were, like, switching the letters in everybody's names. We were I David do. Domes. Yeah. And I was the same. But Jory's was... <laughs> his name is Jory Riley Diakon, and yeah. he was Dory Jelly Raccoon, and it was really yeah, funny. Jelly I agree. I sh- we should just call him Jelly Raccoon that, anyway. He's been in my phone as that since 1-0. I forgot about that. Cool, it's cool, great. cool. Yeah. All right, David. Yo. Bring this thing back up again. Am I first? I never remember. It's not a bit. I never remember. 
Am I first? I know who's first. I'm first this time. Oh, okay. What? I just always look at the episode titles. Okay, so you're first. Yeah. Assuming I didn't talk about Wheezy last time, which I'm pretty sure I didn't. I'm pretty sure you did. I didn't I'm care sure about did. Wheezy last time. You did. You did. Yeah. There was intrigue. There was intrigue. And we talked about, like, I asked a question about his name, the Carter, mm-hmm. and then it was answered by Shay Serrano's podcast, mm-hmm. like, a week later. I was yeah. like, David, we got our answer from the dope. thing I was listening to anyway. You should have told him. Oh, we'll tell him. We'll tell we'll him. See we'll see him on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see him on Sunday. We'll yeah. let him know. Yeah, we'll talk to we'll talk to Shay about it. Yeah, cool. I want to be Shay's intern real bad. Yeah. This is like I I like daydream about uh, putting together a resume of just like mm-hmm. all the tweets that he's liked and retweeted mm-hmm. that I and like the picture that we have with him yeah. and just sending it to him and being like, "This is my resume. Let me be your intern." Yeah. But I'm gonna wait till I'm like 40, so it's a good fit. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Anyway, the long con. The long yeah. con. Yeah. Long con. TLC. Um, my statement this week is... I think it's the Learning Channel. That's not my statement. Correct. I was answering <laughs> your question from before. You don't know that's not my statement. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset! That's fun. Drink. It's usually me. My statement this week. Medical testing company Theranos shut down on September 4th, 2018. Do you care? I, um, I think so, only because... Well, no. I strictly don't care right now if I'm if I'm doing this by the rules. Correct. I feel like I've heard something about Theranos, something crazy happens, but Wild. I have no idea what happens. So right. I think, because I have no idea, the answer has to be no. Okay. I don't care. Caleb, do you know much about Theranos? I know nothing about Theranos. Really? Okay. No. I'm excited because it's kind of like techie. Okay. Okay. Like so you don't care? Expert. I don't care. Well, there you go. We, Great. This goes into the bar of the tea for him. Yep. Not this is this is long. outside of my cup of tea. In fact, so <laughs> I care. Theranos is a company started by a woman named Elizabeth Holmes, and I heard about this from a podcast mm-hmm. called The Dropout. And mm-hmm. then there's a book called Bad Blood that I'm like 47th in line on, on the holds list at the library, but <laughs> I'm in line. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my sources. Gotcha. Uh, uh, well, I care now because <laughs> what if we're relatives? Oh, right. <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes, not okay. your relative, yeah. is a, like, she's, like, she's pretty, she's blonde, she's this, like, 30-something now mm-hmm. uh, woman from D.C. Her parents are super rich. Her dad worked at Enron. Um, oh, boy. Set the stage. Pedigree. Uh, and she did a year at Stanford, but then she dropped out, and a, part of, a big part of her story is, like, this college dropout, she's amazing and brilliant. Anyway, so, it, the story starts when Elizabeth Holmes uses her education trust you know how your parents put a trust fund together for your college yeah. um she dropped out of stanford and uses her education trust as seed money for a company to simplify medical testing she's 19 when she starts doing this um and she comes up with the name theranos from a combination of therapy and diagnosis mm. i i mean i don't feel like she really knew what she was going to do at the beginning and she definitely didn't google you know how you like Let's name a thing this. Like on New Girl, um, yeah. Nick and Schmidt come up with like like a Swiss Army knife that goes on your phone that's like a real app. Yeah. And yeah. they call it Real Apps. Yeah. And then the, uh, <laughs> it's like, Real Apps? Real Apps? You named it Real Apps? Uh, Theranos is kind of like the Greek version of Real Apps because it is very close to Tyrannos, which means tyranny, yeah. and Thanatos, which means death. Yeah. Yeah. And so as a medical too, yeah. company bad juju already she wanted to do a lot of tests 
using only a few drops of blood. She was like, why do we gotta get a bunch of blood? Let's just do a finger prick test, and then you can, like, find out whatever you need to know about your blood situation, health, whatever. Mm-hmm. Her company goes wild right away. They raised $900 million on a $9 billion valuation to, wow. yeah, so Caleb is Caleb impressed. Caleb uh, impressed. <laughs> Facebook and Google had more than that when they, you know, their valuations were higher, but Stitch Fix raised $120 million on a hundred point or on a $1.4 billion valuation. Bumble had like between a $1.1 and $1.5 billion valuation. Tinder was around $3 billion, so $9 billion is like massive. And she makes this deal, Theranos makes this deal with Walgreens to do in-store blood tests nationwide, and they start with 40 stores in Arizona, and their plan is to have these little, like, kiosks where you go, you do finger prick, and then you can, like, know all about your health from these this little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole point is that, no pun intended, the whole point <laughs> is to not get shots. Um, no pain, lots of gain, and Theranos is supposed to have this, like, amazing proprietary technology, uh, that can do 70 tests on one finger stick of blood. Uh, the, the amount they wanted was 25 to 50 microliters, and a microliter is one one thousandth of a milliliter, so it's, like, a teeny, teeny, tiny amount of blood. mist. Yes. And... They, so they've got this amazing technology. They're raising all kinds of money. Elizabeth Holmes is being awarded stuff right and left. She becomes a member of Harvard's Medical Board of Fellows. She's not graduated from college. She's t- one of Time's most influential people, one of Forbes's most powerful. She's Forbes's most powerful woman, number mm-hmm. one. Glamour's Woman of the Year, Fortune Business's person. It's Fortune Business Person of the and Year. And when is this? 2015, okay, I believe. Okay, she uh, won over Oprah. Come on. The board included her board included two former U.S. Secretary of States, one former uh, Secretary of Defense, two former senators, and General Mattis. Mm-hmm. And like, so the most of the people on her board were Republicans. But don't worry, because Bill Clinton, you know, introduced her and said like, "This is Elizabeth Holmes. Our nation is in good hands." And Joe Biden took this very like publicized tour of Theranos, where he was like, "Wow, it's amazing what you're doing." So basically, everybody is like, wow, behind her. Oh, yeah, Rupert Murdoch and Betsy DeVos were two initial investors. Um, and she's just like, everybody is doling out praise. And wow, Elizabeth Holmes is amazing. She wears these, like, black turtlenecks because Steve Jobs is her idol. And she <laughs> has this really weird, like, low kind of, like, Boston old-timey voice. It's like Catherine Hepburn. It's like a very low. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Like Rusky. Yeah. I've never heard that term. Rusky? Rusky? Like husky? Yeah. Yeah. It's like rusky, but yeah. Yeah. Did you get stuck rus- between husky, husky and rusty? No, no, no. Oh. I meant what I said. You're rusty. <laughs> yes, it's a very... He's like, no, I, I meant rusky. Like, if you think about what rusky would mean if it were a word, it's pretty rusky. Mm-hmm. It's like an old Russian woman who swallowed too many rocks in her time. What? Yeah, yeah that's uh-huh. exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is kind of like a like you've got something heavy on the bottom. Yeah. You can't say ruski if you Rusky. have too much stuff in your and you know too many rocks in your throat. Rusky. So then it just goes to rusky. I'm so impressed right now. I'm glad you guys care. Be a lawyer. Yeah. Well, we didn't say we cared. I do. I care. I think it's great. The English language is malleable. Anyway, so in her New Yorker profile, the in, the guy who's interviewing her asks her about her technology. Her answer, and I'm going to read it word for word. I'm listening. 
A chemistry is performed so that a chemical reaction occurs and generates a signal from the chemical interaction with the sample, which is translated into a result, which is then reviewed by certified laboratory personnel. It sounds like we test the blood and then someone looks at it. It sounds like she has no idea what she's talking it about. Sounds, it sounds like she's a bee. She's yeah. using all those buzzwords. A chemistry, uh, <laughs> a chemistry is performed so that a chemical reaction occurs and generates a signal from the chemical interaction with the sample, which yeah. is then translated into a result. It's just nothingness. It's like when yeah. people say synergy, mm-hmm. like. And so John Carreyrou is a journalist at the Washington, uh, or sorry, at the Wall Street Journal. He he reads this in this profile and immediately is like, nope. <laughs> I th- no, I yeah. I smell something he's like, funny. Oh, this is fake. And he's like, I'm looking into Theranos, mm-hmm. and she's. I mean, she is everywhere. She's on the like. I remember seeing her all over stuff. I didn't pay that much attention, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Theranos, this podcast, the Dropout, kind of goes inside Theranos, um, and apparently the inside of Theranos looks like, and this is a quote mad scientists there are like beakers and test tubes strewn (laughs) everywhere not like a clear purpose for a lot of them Uh their proprietary machine is called the edison because elizabeth holmes is like we knew we'd have to try a a thousand things to get one that worked blah Uh blah blah but like they you know spoiler alert they didn't get one that worked (laughs) um it doesn't work so they're using competitors machines they're using the machines that they're like, these are terrible and, you know, we're the reason or, you know, we should exist because yeah. those things are bad. But they're using those things. We're solving um, what they can't. They are faking tests and not fixing their mistakes. They are cherry picking results. And these tests are being run on real people. Uh, there's this woman named Sherry Ackert who's 62 years old. She was a breast cancer survivor. She went into a Walgreens in Arizona and used one of the Theranos machines and she got her test results back and her estrogen levels were through the roof, which to her, like for her situation was like, Oh, you have a tumor. Like your cancer is back. Mm -hmm. This is very serious. So she like calls her doctor, gets another test, you know, like she goes a week thinking like, I'm going to die. Like the cancer's back and this is, I've caught it too late. Mm -hmm. A week later, her doctor calls her and is like, uh, you're super normal. You're fine. <laughs> Your estrogen levels are where they should be. Yeah. Overall, Theranos, they they ran about 8 million tests. They have voided or corrected over 1 million of them. Well, okay. And there are millions more that, you know, they don't, they shouldn't be standing by. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and they were also doing normal blood draws. They were not doing, like, the pinprick, so... Because they're using competitor yeah. machines that need normal blood draws. So, yeah. like, why do you exist? What yeah. is and they had these ad guys who were from this big ad firm, and they were like, okay, we've got all the ad campaign drawn up. We just need to know if everything we're claiming that you told us to claim is true. Is it real? Yeah, and the ad guys pulled out because they couldn't, like, figure Like, wow. they couldn't verify the claims enough. They were like, everything from one drop of blood. And they were like, do you have any machines that actually use one drop of blood? I think they ran three tests on the single drop ever ever in the existence of the company the ad guys were like so does this work and elizabeth holmes was like so so see how it works is you take a chemical signal (laughs) and it and and that is transmitted to the receptacle yeah and then we hire interaction and and then which has interaction and we hired you now (laughs) (laughs) 
and your interaction with us is we mm-hmm. give you money. Yes. Except they didn't give them money. And John Carreyrou, the Wall Street Journal guy, is still investigating. And he starts to hear from whistleblowers in, from inside the company. And there's two main ones. One is a woman that they hired right out of college. And mm-hmm. she, like, hit it off real well with the people at the career fair or whatever. And she came in and she was like, oh, this is a nightmare. The other one got the job because his grandfather was on the board and his grandfather was one of the former secretaries of state and he was like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the grandson is named Tyler um, and he uh, is like, I don't I don't think this is right. Um, so Elizabeth Holmes starts lying to everyone like in ways you can prove false. Uh, there's one time like sort of on the beginning of the downward slope where she's giving a speech and she claims something that is clearly false. And people are live. People from Theranos are texting John Kerry Rue while she's speaking going, that's false. Nope. That's false. They're like nope. live texting her speech. Wow. Pointing out inaccuracies and lies that she's telling. She is also lying to uh, George Schultz, who's the grandfather of the guy who works at Theranos. And her his grandson, Tyler, is trying to tell him the real story. Eventually, Tyler sends an email to Elizabeth because he has, like, a personal relationship with her. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Elizabeth, uh, we can't claim any of these things. We're not actually doing them. It's not uh, working. Let me know. And Elizabeth sends him an email that's like, thanks for your feedback. And then her business partner, whose name is Sonny Balwani, sends him? Tyler, no, sends him this furious email that's like, you liar. I don't ever want to hear you. Like, it's just super, like mean and crazy he said i don't want to hear from you again unless it's an apology mm-hmm. like all of this stuff and elizabeth was like secretly dating sunny the whole time they were running this company which like nobody disclosed to investors but that's not even the crazy part uh so eventually um tyler says i'm not going to deal with this treatment from either one of you i'm i'm done yeah uh so he quits and then elizabeth gets to his grandfather first and is like uh your grandson lied about the company and we fired him which is not at all what happened and tyler goes to his grandfather and is like here's what happened and tells the real story and his grandfather's like that's not what i heard why would you lie about your behavior so he Uh... sides with elizabeth he also has a lot of money in this company so yeah you know, I, well, I get why you would want that to be true. Yeah, but also this is like the one time because you feel like you have you're so many stories of, oh, they listened to the dumb kid because it was their nephew or their niece. And mm-hmm. if only they'd not been blinded by the child, they might. And like, this is the one time, the one time. Yeah. And the kid was like, wait, no, uncle, I'm dead serious. And he's like, <laughs> no, get out of here. You, I'm not listening to your nonsense anymore. Yeah. You're done. Also, his grandfather's 93 years old, which is... Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm so glad you guys did that, because in my mind, I was like, I'm going to have to explain why him being 93 years old changes things, and I don't think I really know, like, you know... No, it just does, yeah. yeah. Um, You're like, he was 93, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. like, what's great is that John Carreyrou from Wall Street Journal stocks Tyler on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. No, Tyler stalks John Kerry on LinkedIn, and he John can see that Tyler has viewed his profile, and he's like, so he sends Tyler a message yeah. on LinkedIn that's like, hey, if you ever want to reach out, let me know. Mm-hmm. And Tyler looks like a month go by before he's like, fine, fine, fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to him for the yeah. Wall Street Journal. I'm gonna be like a secret source. Um, event. So he is like informing John Kerry His father and his grandfather find out about it. And his dad is furious at him. His mm-hmm. dad is like, 
Theranos is going to ruin your life if they find out you violated all your non-disclosures. Like, they find out you're talking bad about them behind their backs, yeah. etc. Um, so Tyler starts to get freaked out. I'm like, his family is turning on him. And his grandfather says, okay, so come over to my house and we'll just have you sign this one-page confidentiality agreement and this will all go away. So Tyler goes over to his grandparents' house. Um, he's, he's sitting there talking to his grandparents and he's like, where's that? one page document for me to sign and his grandfather is like there's no one page document wait here i have theranos lawyers in the building in his home he like trapped him he trapped to serve his grandson with papers like yeah and the grandmother's like crying because she's uncomfortable because she feels like her grandson is being trapped it's just like nightmare wow. for this kid i mean he's not lie. a kid he's like our age i'm not gonna lie it's better than i thought it was gonna be because i've seen too many game of thrones promos so i really thought this ended with them like reaching across the table and like stabbing him with a poison right no like, he's they're all still alive I okay mean, even okay. the grandfather's still know. alive which is kind of amazing that's good that's um, good to know just off the bat <laughs> so this is all going on john Kerry start is like starting to publish stories and elizabeth holmes is, is you know going on the offensive and, they, like, inside Theranos, they are chanting F.U. Carrie Like, she leads everybody in a boardroom chant, oh like, gosh. all the employees. Yeah. And they, somebody in the company builds, like, a Galaga game with his head. And you have so to, like, dumb. shoot it with the little, like, micro vials of yeah. blood that they draw at Theranos. Like, she has everybody wow. brainwashed yeah. hardcore. But the Wall Street Journal articles are starting to come out and people are starting to, like, examine. Mm. And then, everybody's favorite twist... A surprise FDA inspection. <laughs> really? Yeah, the yeah, FDA comes good. in and is like. I was gonna say, how did she get approval for the from the FDA in the she first got, place? She got. They had. She was saying we have seventy tests we can run on your blood. She had one FDA approved test, and I believe uh, okay. it was for herpes. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is and, actually one of the easiest blood tests to run. Oh, mm-hmm. there you go. And they weren't da, even. Da, da, da. <laughs> Uh, so eventually, uh, the company goes under, obviously, like, they don't have any money, she's living in this fabulous mansion with no furniture in it, because she, like, is so crazy. When, on the day the company goes under, guess where she was? Um. Where? They, I, no, I, I can't even guess. Where was she? Burning Man. No way. Oh, wow. (laughs) It's amazing. And uh, the the present day update is that Sonny Bawani and Elizabeth Holmes have both been indicted for fraud on like nine counts each. Uh, yeah, that and seems are right. Probably going to jail forever. Well, but I I just think uh, a, a lady we work with uh, at TCRP says that feminism will truly be realized when people believe that women can be as evil as men can be. I've heard this, And I think that Elizabeth Holmes is a great example of, like, an evil woman in tech. You know, Mm. you have these, like, psychopathic lying men in tech, even, like, Zuckerberg, who I don't think is a psychopath, but, like, clearly lies all the time. Well, I was thinking Elon. Elon, who can't lie, and that's his problem. Yeah, that dude's crazy. (laughs) I love love Elon. Like, Elon, you just gotta shut up. Did you get, actually, I I won't sidetrack. But no, you no. Please, I did you guys see the Twitter exchange between Elon Musk and Dwayne the Rock Johnson recently? No. What? Someone on Reddit did not. Uh, photoshopped 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson's body of like him. I think it was from Baywatch with oh, Elon's man. face over it like five or six times in oh, like you different know poses. He loves that. And he he just he uh, Elon tweeted out, "Yeah, I lift a little," <laughs> and then and then tags Dwayne, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson retweets him and says, he says, um, "Hey, looking good, Elon. You want a handsome sob?" <laughs> And then Elon says, oh, stop, I'm going to blush. And then The Rock said, hey, steaks and tequila on me sometime, my man. And that was their exchange. It was incredible. If there's two men who could afford to pay for steaks and tequila... I also, it's great that you so that he said steaks and tequila because The Rock is clearly trying to like snag himself tequila brand because he used to <laughs> he used to be like I'm eating you know sushi or I'm mm-hmm. eating uh-huh. you know an ungodly amount of scrambled eggs mm-hmm. but now he's like sushi and tequila scrambled yeah. eggs and tequila <laughs> wake up pour tequila in my cereal and it's like he's doing the DJ Khaled yeah they just <laughs> talked about this on one yeah. of my other podcasts yeah. so I'm glad we brought I it. love it yeah. anyway do you care about Theranos? Oh yeah, we care about yeah. Theranos. Yes. Honestly, I I think I the reason I care the most is exactly what you said, where it's pretty dope to have <laughs> evil <laughs> tech woman. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, it's, it's good yeah. to mix it up, you know. Yeah. So I don't care about that. <laughs> Shocking. I I care about the archetype, and the thing that fascinates me is that I think there is a distinct difference between evil tech person. An evil charismatic marketing person, yeah, and so and so, true. just to like talk Very for true. a minute about that. Yeah. One of the problems with with the research of like the internet is the way that computing is going these days. People are starting to believe more and more in like miraculous technological advances. Right. Like now more than ever, like self driving cars, or like hey, we can tell the DNA down to where that freckle on your arm came from six thousand years ago. Right. And, and I think that if you find the right people, anyone will listen to you. Yeah. And that's dangerous when you have vision without skill and vision without morals, you could turn out like this lady or like Shrekley, I think was his name. Shrekley. Shrekley. Yeah. Whatever that. Martin Shrekley. Yeah. Martin Shrekley. Anyways, like that. And I think that's a huge problem in technology because even like, so Elon, uh, I mean, you could think about uh, uh, um, like Bill Gates, some of your other tech giants, the people, Zuckerberg even, they had the skills and then they made it happen and then something turned them, maybe not even, not all of them were evil by any means, no. especially not like Bill Gates, but but I'm saying something else turned them away, the money they found afterwards or something, right? It's They, yeah. they came up with something genuinely brilliant and then had to deal with the effects yeah. Whereas people like Elizabeth Holmes never came up with anything brilliant, but con their way and and to other people believing them, it's fascinating. It's, That's a it's good point. I mean, it's a classic story, right? It's a classic archetype. Yeah. But we see it popping up in tech today so much because people will believe that anything is possible. Yeah. yeah. Like you could say, you can, you can just state a problem and then say, "I can solve that problem." And people mm-hmm. say, "How?" And you say, "Through tech." And it <laughs> was like, like, "I'm of sure course, that's correct." <laughs> That makes perfect I sense. Would ask no follow-ups. Tell me what to do. Tech yeah. genius. Yeah. <laughs> You're big. Yeah, oh, that makes man. sense. It reminds me of so in the tech world we have usually like development managers and then product managers. And my product manager is like super technically savvy. He's he's really smart. But I've worked with other product managers before who just don't know anything about technology. And so they don't know 
how hard the questions are that they're asking, if they're easy or hard. They don't know how long it's going to take. Like, it's so frustrating. It's, oh man. Yeah. Kind of as an aside, but. They should just make it up. <laughs> right? It's just, they should just lie. As long as your audience doesn't, as long as your audience doesn't know the same things you don't know, you're fine. <laughs> God, that's depressing. <laughs> Startlingly deep and also not Incredibly deep Incredibly true. Very, very, yeah. Just very on its face. You can fact check me on that one. Hey. No, now, now no, everyone's so scared good. to fact check. No, you see what you he did? brought it full circle. He did. He, did. he brought it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. He's been watching a lot. <laughs> All right, now that Caleb has finished putting bacon in an activated carbon smoothie. Well, now he's putting it on broccoli. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done with my game. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, that was a game. It wasn't real life. Yeah, I don't uh, eat smoothies. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show, the part where I don't have to do anything. I just get to listen to David. Yeah, I'm like, hey, let's kiss. She's like, no, I don't. It's still bad. And I have to figure <laughs> out how to fix that. But that's okay. All right. You guys I'm, ready for this? I'm laying down. Yeah? I'm ready. All right. My question. Wow, your cheeks are very red. <laughs> yeah, it's hot in here. Oh, fair enough. All right. So my question for you. Well, not question. My statement for you. State it. The Lakers are 30 and 35. You say you hate LeBron James? Not really, but I'm happy he's failing. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like Caleb cares about the statement. Yeah, I can't. Um, I do care about that statement. There we go. It's me, Joy. <laughs> joy, I love it. Okay. It's hard to say that I care about this because as is well established within the lore of this podcast, I'm ready for LeBron James to be done with basketball and move on to acting. However, I found that it is useful to be able to converse about basketball because so many of the people I am close to are very into basketball. And I do think it is better than many other sports. So I'm going to say I care 20%. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you that what I'm talking about here is... um... It honestly has very little to do with basketball in terms of talking about basketball. Okay. This has to do with relationships. <gasps> this has to do with um, intrigue, yes. sexism. Yes. It has, it has to doesn't do with, exist. But it has to do with <laughs> what well, doesn't okay. exist, intrigue wanna... or sexism? Both. Both. <laughs> my, my intrigue and sexism. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to clarify, mm-hmm. in case anybody ever cuts that sound bit, where you went sexism and I went, yes! <laughs> Well, I have a new ringtone, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sexism? Yes! Yes! <laughs> okay. yes, King! Yes! I snapped, the listeners, just so you know. Um, okay, so... In case you couldn't hear. <laughs> well, in case you only watch podcasts like Caleb does, you wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to know that I snapped. So, yeah. um, Obviously, this is a callback to a previous episode. But if you recall, before, the last time I talked about the Lakers, it was before the NBA season started. And we talked about the Lakers over-under being set at 48 and a half wins. Oh, yeah. And it was basically Oof. just because they had LeBron. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> so uh, Yes, thanks. over-under, a term I know very well. And don't forget, in between, people explaining it to me. We'll, 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 we'll do a very, very quick recap. <laughs> Great. Over-under basically means that Vegas sets a... Uh, Vegas sets a total where you have to decide whether that team is going to win more 
or fewer games than that number. Great. So if the so if it's set at 48 and a half games, that means if you think that the Lakers are going to win 49 games or more, you should bet on the Lakers. And if you think that they're going to win fewer than that, you should bet against the Lakers. Take the under. Great. Um, and so like we said, and if you remember correctly, we also said last year their over under was I don't remember exactly what we said, but it was I think I think they won like 30 games or something. And right. so or it maybe it was like 35 or something. And so we talked about how LeBron super swung it just by himself. And we also talked about how um, now it was this very interesting team that was made up of these young up-and-comers and and these old crazy dudes. Remember? (laughs) Remember? Yes. This is great. This is like a two-parter. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's it's like a previously on and now. Well, so it turns out. Previously on. The West Wing. (laughs) It turns out things haven't gone quite as expected in Lakerland. Um... (laughs) We're cutting this, right? (laughs) We're apparently just going to let you do the whole theme song quietly and (laughs) half-heartedly. Created by Aaron Sorkin. Okay, we're done. Yeah, there you go. Um, So, yeah, things haven't got quite as expected. They're 30 and 35. Um, The young Lakers have not stepped up to the plate as much as they hoped. Mixing your sports metaphors. mm -hmm. I'll allow it. Oh, that works. Uh, The crazy old guys that we talked about, Rondo, Stevenson, and Beasley. Uh, Beasley's not on the team anymore. Oh. I saw I saw Rondo sitting with the fans during a game. Yeah, that's the, the, oh, you're spoiling it. Oh yeah, no, I'm no, sorry. You're, no, I, I, I think I actually <laughs> okay, was. I've I, think, forgotten. I think I actually was about to mention. Yeah, so Beasley's no longer on the team. I think he just is. I, I don't think he didn't get traded or cut or anything. He's just he just left. He just left. They're just like never mind. He left basketball or I, I think you can just, say never mind to a contract. I mean. I think what honestly happened is they were like, I mean, we good. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Amazing. So he's just not with It's the like team. when somebody breaks up with you and you're like, oh, now I don't have to do it. Much less. That is, <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's told you how that's gone. And like you said, Rondo went viral last night because, so the Lakers lost again last night. Sure. And uh, towards, I think it's with like a minute left in the game, this post goes viral on the internet of, they do, the, the camera starts zoomed in on Rajon Rondo just sitting on the bench looking kind of unhappy and angry. And it zooms out, and as it zooms out, it becomes clear that he is sitting like eight seats down from the rest of the team, just like amongst the fans. <laughs> still in the front <laughs> like row. Like into the bench? Yeah, like he's just, you know, he's still on the front row. But whereas, you know, like the bench is down on the end by like the pile. He's like way over by the scorer's table. <laughs> and That's incredible. it's almost like they knew they were looking because there's like three or four guys that are like looking down the bench at him like, well, what are you doing way over there? And he's <laughs> just hanging doing? out. Yeah. So they're not exactly bonding. Um, so I'm not going to rehash all the stuff about the Lakers and blah, 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 because we did it already. But I will say... Um, because the part of the reason why the Lakers, I think, are 30 and 35 instead of better than that are because their attempt to their their dramatic attempt to execute a coup of another NBA franchise was unsuccessful. <laughs> uh, and Yeesh. it it honestly is about as dramatic as it sounds. The so NBA is wild. The NBA is the best. The owners league. are like either just like. Excellent, wonderful people, or absolute nutjobs. Yeah, 
you only get two groups. Yeah, either they're like just these people that are like, you know, I, I grew up loving the game of basketball and it means a lot to me. And it's, it's you know, the dream of my life to own a team and, and bring basketball to the city. And I hire people that I trust to handle the job. Or it's people like James Dolan, who owns the Knicks. The Knicks, and, and, yes. Yeah, and wants to, and I, I hear recently, wants to sell the team because he wants to focus on his band. Do you, Do you know remember what, I mean? what his band is called? It's so JD good. and the Straight Shots. The Straight Shots. Yeah, JD and, and the like Straight Shots. And they open for like Fleetwood Mac at Madison Square Garden because James Dolan owns it. Owns it. Yeah. And in fact, and they're bad. Yeah, they're bad. And people, so actually, the rumors are is that he's thinking about selling the Knicks. The problem is, and, and it's like huge news because honestly, the Knicks should be good, and pre- people are honestly at this point thinking the only reason they're not is because he sucks so much as an owner. Right. But hmm. the the rumor is he's trying to figure out how to sell the Knicks without selling Madison Square Garden. Ooh. So so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a great pod- episode of the podcast Reply All that is about James Dolan specifically. Yeah, the that guy. One, I think. That guy sucks. What's he gonna so. do with Madison Square Garden? He's gonna focus on hosting musical events there. So and comedians, because you know comedians. the best way to see a stand-up comedian is from thousands and thousands mm-hmm, of feedback mm-hmm. with yeah. a bino- with binoculars. binoculars. That's, that's my preferred yeah. method of viewing a, a comedic act. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why the NBA is the best. It just things happen all the time. And yeah. so here's here's what we got. So um, Anthony Davis, yes, he best did. player on the New Orleans Pelicans, probably top three or four player in the whole league. This is so exciting because I know like who there's drama about. Like it rings like a faint bell in my head. <laughs> You're but like, I, can't. Oh, I... I don't remember the drama. That's You're great. like, I know what's happening. Yeah. So um, he signed with New Orleans through the end of next season, right? Right. Um, however, he's like, I'm trying to win. I want to win. I want to win. I'm being patient, but I want to win. And so there really kind of was this thought of, all right, this is this season's probably the Pelicans' last chance to like really show him. That um, he can, he can win there, there, and then maybe he'll sign an extension, and then, you know, they can go from there. <laughs> Before the season starts, he signs, he fires his agent and hires Rich Paul. Here's why this matters. So Rich Paul is the head agent of Clutch Sports. Uh, Rich Paul is also the childhood friend of LeBron James. Ah. And Rich Paul is an agent because... LeBron James like brought him along, hired him as his agent, and they basically like brought. But LeBron, LeBron, LeBron has nothing to do with clutch sports. That's that's just Rich's thing. LeBron is just a player who is signed to Rich sport to to clutch sports, who happens to be childhood friends with Rich, and but that's all. You're There's saying no this other with like a like a, a tone of that's the official story, but nobody believes it. That's that's exactly the tone I'm using, isn't Great. it? That's interesting. I wonder okay. I wonder why that is. Right. Um, and there have been rumors before about Clutch Sports playing a role. For example, back when LeBron was in Cleveland, Tristan Thompson was repped by Clutch Sports as well. What happened? Um, what happened when his contract was up? They offered him a big contract, a much bigger contract than anyone else was probably going to offer him, which he signed. Sure. Um, and the official story is it's because. They like him. He's a big part of their team. He's important. Mm-hmm. Unofficial story is they wanted. They were trying to convince LeBron to stay. LeBron was like, you know, you gotta get my guy a deal. Um, uh, right now on the Lakers, is that uncommon though? Like, is that pretty? Is that a like legal? Oh, I'm sure it's legal. Is it frowned upon? Um, like it seems like a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, I mean, if anything, what it really is is an exertion. So, 
technically, I think it technically would be a violation if he was officially involved with the the agency because hmm. he's literally a player currently. Oh, so I sure. don't know if you can, as a player, I, I feel pretty certain actually that you can be a player uh, and also an agent. Just like I don't think you're allowed to be an owner and an agent. That's why Jay Z had to sell his stake in the Brooklyn Nets because he decided that he wanted to start Rock Nation Sports instead. So they're like, well, you can't be an agent. These and people can't come up with good names. I mean, sounds like fifteen-year-olds that want to start an esports organization and found out they could make a Twitter and say official yeah. clutch e-gaming. Clutch Twitter. sports. Clutch sports, clutch sports is, is terrible. It also is spelled. With, it's also spelled with a K, K, not a C. Of course yeah. it is. So clutch oh. sports is terrible. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I could not agree more. Rock Nation makes sense because like it means Jay Z. Rock Nation, like I think that's also the name of his record label, right? So yeah. it's oh. more of just like him okay, saying this is fair. the sports swing of what I'm already doing. Yeah, Rock there's no, there's no exclusive. Yeah, there's no exclusive for Clutch Sports spelled with a K. That's just so bad. That's it's so, so bad. They took the K from Rock and they they used <laughs> and it and in they Clutch. Used it in clutch instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but so that's just the, that's just an example of what people say is behind the scenes of the case when it comes to Clutch Sports. Um, and so, as and they've also signed. So now, pretty much any time Clutch Sports signs a guy, everybody assumes that one of two things is going to happen: either they're gonna, LeBron's the, that person is just going to decide that they want to play with LeBron, okay. or at the very least, they're going to decide they only want to play in big markets. Um, yeah. And again, all of this is like rumblings. None of this is confirmed. This is just so, like things that people talk about on like you know between sports twitters and things. Right. Yeah. Can I ask a clarifying question about big markets? Always. Would that be you just want to play in a city like New York or LA, or you want to play for a big brand name team like the Lakers? Um, they're kind of one and the same. Okay. With with only a few exceptions. So the, I mean, Brooklyn Nets aren't exactly right. Well, I yeah. think that would count as a big market. Think, Even yeah, yeah I think that count, because it's based in New York, right? Yeah. And I think that's why. So the Brooklyn Nets used to be the New Jersey Nets. I think that's why they moved to Brooklyn uh, because they were trying to get a bigger piece of the New York market pie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. But, I mean, there are some exceptions. New New Orleans, basically, it's the big southern cities. New Orleans, Orlando, Atlanta, huge cities. Very, very huge. small basketball markets. No yeah. one watches. Got it. Um, but so that's Charlotte. When, so when people, yeah, Charlotte, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, that huge, bustling metropolis known the world over. Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, nothing I thought against, it was nothing, in South Carolina. No. <laughs> okay, I was like, he's done No, I'm kidding, that. Yeah. I'm kidding. Nothing against Charlotte. I've heard it's actually a really, really nice city, but I don't think we can say... You you know the big cities. San Fran, Los Angeles, New York, Miami, Charlotte. <laughs> it sounds like you just like had a stroke and mentioned your aunt's name. Like... Yeah, so I was like, sorry, did I say... I meant to say Chicago. Did I really say Charlotte out loud? That was an accident. But yeah, so so that, that's kind of where people's minds go. So as soon as Anthony Davis signs with Clutch Sports before the start of the season, everyone's like... Oh, okay, so he's not resigned with New Orleans. He's gonna go join the Lakers. Sure, okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, and so then, as the season goes along, obviously the Pelicans are hoping to be good. But first of all, they play in the Western Conference. We've talked about this before. It's super hard for anybody to win the Western Conference. Right. Uh, they had some injuries, but also it, it's just it's just a tough gauntlet in the Western Conference. For most of the season, they were like four games away from being the three seed, but also mm. four games away from being the worst team in the conference. Like that's just how tight the oh, whole, yeah. that's yeah, just yeah. how tight the whole thing was. Who is usually one and two? I know Golden State 
It changes up. So this year, I think Golden State's the two seed. Good. Because the Denver Nuggets are the one seed. Yeah. What? Yeah. A team Rockets. called Nuggets is the one seed? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's always it's, made me laugh it, so hard. My Nuggies. There's some of Just some of the NBA names are just incredible. Between the Denver Nuggets, the New York Knickerbockers. Sure. Frankly, right. If you. Um, I'll never get over Los Angeles Lakers because, you know, they were originally the Minneapolis Lakers. Right. It makes like, no you know, we have Minneapolis lakes. Lakes. Yeah, so we'll be the Lakers. <laughs> Lakers also just sounds dumb if it it's referring so to dumb. the people of lakes. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. Like, like what is a lake? We're the mountainers. We're the treeers. Ponders. <laughs> like, yeah. Dumb. We're the we're the uh, we're the riverers. I like riverers. We're the riverers. River. We're gonna start the, the Mississippi riverers. Welcome to the Riverdale riverers. <laughs> So when you said nuggets, I said nuggies. I heard nuggies, and, and I, I thought I should explain myself rather fat, rather quickly. You can try. Uh, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> we were, I was playing uh, Rocket League with my very grown up and married friends <laughs> when he gets a call from his wife and puts it on speakerphone because we're playing, and she's like, "Hey, honey, do you want the chicken from Costco or do you want chicken nuggets from Wendy's?" <laughs> And simultaneously, me and all my friends start yelling at him over the Just mic. Nuggies, nuggies, nuggies. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> to which he, he yeah, yeah, he muted course. us promptly and had a <laughs> private conversation with his wife, but. I, I just thought it was funny and very immature. That's you get a funny. frosty if you're just getting. That's true. Dang it, now I want a frosty. You want to mm. get a frosty after this? Frosty and nugs. Yeah, let's think about it. Let's talk. Well, you you can you and I can talk uh, off the record. Okay. <laughs> we'll take our conversation off the air next yeah, we'll, time on. Yeah, West I'll, I'll take my answer yeah. off the air. We'll be off the. Can we go off the record for it? We'll take a five minute break. We'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. sorry. Yeah, uh, we're back after five minutes. Where was I? Mm, these frosties are delicious. <laughs> Sponsored by, uh, and so yeah, so Rimbus. he hires so he hires Clutch Sports, yeah, and everyone's like, all right, he's leaving. Uh, halfway through the season, uh, so we get to. Oh, this would have been right, like you know, January or so. Suddenly, Anthony Davis demands a trade, and everyone's like, "Here we go! This is the start. This is when it happens." Uh, and he says he demands a trade. He's done with New Orleans. He wants to go somewhere he can win. Um, this is all coming up through his agent. Sure. And Mr. everyone's Clutch. like, "So you want to go to the Lakers, right?" And he's like, he, "The Lakers are one of the teams. He wants to go to a winner." And so the leaders on his list are the Los Angeles Lakers and the Knicks. The Knicks, mind you, have won like. Yeah. 17 games. Right, so and didn't they like... lose like 15 in a row, <laughs> and then they won while Spike Lee was at the Oscars? Yeah. And from the stage, Samuel L. Jackson was like, Spike, the Lakers won, to- or the Knicks won tonight. And he was mad about it. He's yeah, because like, he tanking. wasn't there. We're tanking. William Goldman, who yeah. wrote All the President's Men, skipped the Oscars twice when he won. Amazing. Once when he won to watch the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I respect Knicks fans. I, I Tiny aside, we're, we're getting good at this, but tiny aside... Uh, I really do kind of want the Knicks to be good just because it is more fun to have a, a relevant team in New York. And yeah. I actually think Knicks fans are like good basketball yeah, fans. As I much like crap that. as I give Lakers fans for sucking, I think Knicks fans are good basketball That's fans true. who yeah. care about basketball. They're definitely not front runners because honestly, the Knicks have been bad to mediocre most of the time. So right. Like, and they just move for them anyway. Yeah. It's crazy. It's team. So, anyway, yeah, sorry. It's Anthony respect, Davis says yeah. he wants to go to the Lakers or the Knicks. Yeah. And so everyone's like, okay, so you said you want out of New Orleans because you want to go to a winner, but you want to go to the Lakers who basically have the same record as the Pelicans, or you want to go to the Knicks who have won like 17 games. <laughs> okay. 
yeah. No, no, no. We hear you, Anthony. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, at this point, um, everybody in New Orleans is starting to get kind of mad because they're like, this is nonsense. Like, we already knew you were probably going to leave, but this is the clumsiest, most embarrassing way to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and all of the, none of this is like Anthony Davis from the mic. This is like stuff that his agent, Rich Paul, is telling, like he's, he's tell yeah, his name is Rich Paul. This is stuff that he's telling, like, reporters. It doesn't so sound like, like his first name is Rich. Like, it sounds like a modifier of yeah. Paul. Oh, you know, Rich Paul. You Rich know that Paul. Dude. Yeah, no, it's like, his actual name, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> so then, well, the other thing happened, so here's the other thing. So, um. The for the first half of the season, LeBron was just sort of like people said, you know, he's kind of like cakewalking through it. He's kind of taking his time, and people were like, well, that's because you know he saved himself for the playoffs, and he knows he's getting Anthony Davis, so that's what this is really about. Sure. Um, and so the the Lakers are like, all right, sweet, here we go. We got to make our offer for Anthony Davis, and so they've got a bunch of these young guys that we talked about before, you know, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, uh, Hart, Ingram, and so um, that's the one big group of young players. But here's the mother love. The Boston Celtics have um, basically the same amount of young players, but everyone thinks those are better because they've got Jason Tatum, they've got Jalen Brown, they've got Marcus Smart, uh, Terry Rozier. And, um, but the problem is the, the Celtics can't make a trade right now for, frankly, this is, this is the only like wonky basketball thing. So the collective bargaining agreement between the players and the owners there are designated players that can get like a supermax deal, and like you have to be. I think it's like you have to reach some level of like all NBA awards or something like that. Mm-hmm. And a team can only sign one player at a time to a supermax deal. Okay. And both Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving are currently signed to those deals. So mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics technically are not allowed to trade for Anthony Davis until after they rework Kyrie's deal, which expires on July first. Uh-huh. So the Celtics are like. Yo, New Orleans, just hold on. If you just wait until July, we got, you know, we got the better stuff. We got the stuff you really want. Right. Just, you know, just hold on. We promised you, you promised. And the Celtics almost always win whatever trade they have. So, honestly, if you're the Pelicans, you should probably be nervous that they're kind of drawing back out. But I also think if you're the Pelicans, yeah, that's what you have to do. You got to wait for the better deal, right? So, what happens next when it hears that Celtics, Celtics told the Pelicans, wait till summer. We'll wait for you. Uh, we'll be there. No. What happens? No, no, no. It's, it, the NBA is the best. Anthony Davis's dad texts the reporter and says, my son would never re-sign with Boston because he saw what they did to Isaiah Thomas last year, and he's not going to have that. He, he'll never be a part of that. So, wow. now everyone, so now everyone's like, does, is, so now everyone's like double max. They're like, oh my gosh. Literally, this dude wants to go to the Lakers and is doing anything he can to make sure that he only gets to go to the Lakers. Yeah, he's got his dad out there like yeah. doing messaging for him. Yeah, and, and, and that's the other Everyone's like, he's got his agent talking, his dad's talking. He still hasn't said anything. Um, so what happens next? Next, we get to, uh, first, we get, so now the Lakers are, you know, it comes out into the media. The Lakers have offered basically the whole team, like all of the young guys plus the old guys, basically everybody except LeBron. Uh, they're saying, we'll give you everybody else if you give us Davis. And the Pelicans keep rebuffing them. Uh, then, finally, at All-Star Weekend, Davis speaks up. And uh, he says, no, you know, I'm, it's not true that I only have two teams on my list. I'm just trying to go to a winner. Uh, I, I, there's plenty of teams I played for. <laughs> and at one point, I'm sure he regrets it. He said, honestly, there's 29 teams on my list. That's how long my list is. Which is <laughs> so bad. Because <laughs> there are at least, at least, at least... I would say ten teams that are a worse, worse like undeniably worse situation than the Pelicans. So essentially, when you said that, you're just saying, okay, 
So at first I said at first I said I wanted to go to a winner, but then I said I was willing to go to the Knicks. So now I feel like I should clarify that it's more than just the Lakers and the Knicks. And it's more than just the winner. There's a lot of teams. Every team except this one. Like it's so, just not good. Here's my question: What are the chances? That Anthony Davis has a deep and abiding fear of the Pelicans mascot. Pretty high because <laughs> everyone does. That, it's such a scary looking. Yeah, person. terrifying. Well, the Pel- they, but at they, least sometimes the Pel- they roll yeah. out the king cake, baby. Which is way scarier. Way worse. Something out of an actual horror movie. I yeah. don't understand. I, it, it's just so funny because they fixed the Pelican where now it's like okay looking, much better. That's but true. even now, you look at the Pelican now and you just remember the first one. And like, <laughs> it's, it's like this specter that you see hovering over yeah. the new one and it just stresses you out anyway. As opposed um, to Gritty, who's terrifying and they just own it. Yeah, because it's Philly. Yeah, but they've earned it. That makes sense. Like, right. that should be their mascot. But yeah, and so what so, happens is the Lakers offer all their young players. Pelicans say, no, we're good. Um, after And so the trade deadline passes. So now he's on the team for the rest of the year. Oh, boy. LeBron didn't get his guy. Oh, Ooh, boy. He didn't. And so now there's two really interesting things that come out of that. First is um, a story comes out that the, Laker, the, the Pelicans were never interested in doing a trade with the Lakers. They were just trying to get the Lakers to offer all of their players, like, on the record oh to mess God. up the team chemistry. Oh, Which is no. petty. Yeah. Petty, and That's I'm here very for petty. It. It's real petty. So yeah. That's the first thing. The other thing that I think is interesting, so um, people were kind of perplexed because generally, this is how it works in the NBA. You, you, you try and convince your star player to like the team, but if he doesn't, they, he requests a trade, and then you say, all right, we, we'll figure out we'll figure out the best situation and get you out of here, right? Yeah. So this has actually been kind of a unique situation where the team's like, well, why? We have the guy. So this, the Pelicans have a unique ownership situation where they are owned by the Bensons, who own the Saints. So it's but the same fan owns both teams. Jeez. Uh, they were bought by Tom Benson. Tom Benson bought, them, uh, bought the Pelicans, I think it was like five or six years ago, Honestly, in an effort to keep them in New Orleans because they were going to leave. Yeah. Um, Tom Benson then, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Tom Benson then uh, is sued by his children who claim that he has like dementia and is incapacitated. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. and basically invalidate the deal? No, they're basically, they're trying to make sure that like when he dies, they get the stuff they want. Uh, and so it's them suing his wife. Basically, it's them against his wife, Gail, because he had like said, "All right, when I die, like Gail gets the Saints and the Pelicans," and the children didn't like that, so they had this whole legal fight where they're like, "Our dad's insane." That sort of thing, yada yada. She wins though. Tom passes away, I think, last year. So Gail Benson is the owner of the Saints and the Pelicans. Um, and so a bunch of NBA people are saying things like, you know, she. Like she's the Bensons, they're NBA family, they're NBA people. They're operating this as if it's an NBA, as if it's an NFL franchise. It's different from the way that we do things in the NBA. Um, they're saying she she doesn't even really know what she's doing. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure I agree with them. I personally wonder how much of this is like, yeah, just standard old sexism happening. We're like, what this lady know who don't even do basketball? Even when she even what she does know about sports is football. So what's she doing here? But honestly, I kind of think she knows what she's doing. So far, it seems like it's working. Uh, it's completely derailed the Lakers' season. The Pelicans are actually playing better. Uh, and you know what? If the guy doesn't want to stay, they've got him under contract until the summer of 2020. So there's no rush. There really isn't. Wow. Um, but it is true that like usually in the NBA, you try to do right by the guys and get them out of there. So, but, so again, so that's all of the drama that's been created, right? That's and okay. so the end result is LeBron didn't get his guy. Um. The Lakers are now 30 and 35. They are 11th in the conference. 
LeBron looks out of it. Pretty yeah. out of it. And yeah, it's kind of funny because he's still like sort of doing his own thing, so to speak. He passed Michael Jordan in the all-time scoring numbers last night, and it was weird. Last night? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's got like 33,000 mm-hmm. points or something like that. Lakers so, lost the game. Fifth? Fourth? The Lakers lost the Fourth. game yeah, Lakers, when he passed Michael Jordan? Yeah, yeah. so it's pretty hilarious because it's like, everyone's like, man, what, and you can tell he's like, man, what a milestone for me to be. He's like, we lost the game, man. Oh, my <laughs> We God. lost the game. We're 30 and 35. We're probably going to miss the playoffs. Um, because they, yeah, because they are thirty and thirty-five, that means that they are definitely not going to hit the over. So anyone who bet the under, right, won because uh, basically, if they went undefeated the rest of the season, they finished with forty-seven wins. <laughs> so uh, they're wow. done. Wow! Wow! Yeah. and that probably won't happen because they have the tenth toughest remaining schedule. Jeez. Oof. So uh, the Lakers just might miss the playoffs. Which, if you remember, the longest streak that the Lakers have gone without making the playoffs is the current one of five seasons. So it actually might end up getting extended to six. Mm. Uh, so I ask you: the Lakers are thirty and thirty-five. Do you care? I think it is obvious that I do. Yeah. 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 Wow! I also care. I'm so happy. <laughs> I want I want LeBron to not make the playoffs. I used to feel the way you feel, mm. and then I got enlightened. Uh, he's a good person. Yeah, he he, he does really a lot of good stuff for the community yeah. and for people. And I wish him the best in all his extracurricular things outside so, of basketball. LeBron, if you're listening, don't get your feelings hurt. We all like yeah. you as people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, Space Jam's been set for. Oh gosh, um, let's do it. Actually, one more funny joke related, now that I think about it. So, Space Jam is set to start filming, right? Yeah. Um, someone noticed that, I, I don't, I, the date that they're set to start filming, I think it's during the NBA playoffs, playoffs? or something. So, people are like, see, he wasn't even planning on making the playoffs. He set his thing He's up. He's been to, trying to throw yeah. it. Which, uh, obviously, if they make the playoffs, I'm sure they'll push it back. But it's just right. like funny, because that's immediately what everybody said, too. They were like, this dude is so transparently just in Los Angeles to do extracurriculars. He's not even worried about basketball. That's so, incredible. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been quite the saga. And wow. yeah, the Lakers the Lakers might miss the playoffs again with LeBron James. It'd be hilarious. Who do you think that's Davis, what's, what do you think the ultimate fate of Davis is going to be? Oh, yeah, make call your call your shot here on the podcast. I, he's going to be on the Lakers or the Celtics. It's going to come down to if they, because they're going to hold him till the summer. And I think if the Celtics actually give a good faith offer and they say, yeah, you can have these young guys, they're going to do it. Mm. Um, except, so here's the thing. The only team in the league that's more dysfunctional than the Lakers right now is the Celtics. I'm pretty sure they all, I'm pretty sure all the rest of the Celtics hate Kyrie. So it's possible that Kyrie leaves and goes to join Kevin Durant on the oh. Knicks. That's what people are saying is going to happen this summer. Oh, is KD leaving? That these are the like the two most That's unhappy sad. players KD. in the league right now are KD hey, and Kyrie. Boy. Why is KD unhappy? Because he's he's, 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 he's a moody guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just Man, a moody I love that dude. guy. Yeah. and so I'm pretty sure. Well, not I'm pretty sure the the thing that everyone's saying. Everyone's saying those two are going to the Knicks. If they go to the Knicks, I don't know if they still trade for Davis. Because mm-hmm. now they're like rebuilding and stuff. If that's the case, then I think they have to take the Lakers offer, and they'll probably end up being a Laker. Yeah. Well, no offense to certain people I love very much, but I don't want to see Boston sports do well Oof. in any other new sports. I mean, it's so tiring. I am at a place where if I had to choose between Boston or Los Angeles, I'm taking Boston. Really? But yeah, there's I'm well. I cannot stand the Lakers. Like, well, not in yeah. football. Not in football. Not, I hate I, the Rams. Not, yeah, I I do too, but I hate the Patriots. More. I hate the Patriots more. Yeah, the, obviously. I, the I think Chargers. the sports franchises that I the sports sure. franchises I hate most the in the entire Chargers. world are um, the Los Angeles Lakers, the New England Patriots, 
Probably, probably Atlanta Falcons. University sure. of Tennessee Volunteers. I'm not counting college programs. I hate yeah. I hate all the college programs more than the professional ones because that's way more personal. And I'm and I'm from right. I'm from SEC country and therefore yeah. I, I yeah. hate them all so much. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but that I wasn't. Sense. I'm not even counting college. That's different. Yeah, but yeah. That so, is more personal. Yeah. Well, glad you guys cared about that one. Yeah, me too. Good it's one. the best league. I love it so much. NBA How does anyone not love the NBA? I'm intrigued to see where he goes. Yeah. Now I am too. Mm-hmm. Wild. All right, David. We it has done been, did it. We done did it. It has been so long since we did this podcast mm-hmm. that like the universe of things we could care about since last time is mm-hmm. is wide and expansive. Mm-hmm. So give me something you've cared about since, what was it, October? <laughs> no, um, it was December. We did one in December. Yeah, actually, I, I it's sad. I think my answer is pretty easy on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ordered custom shoes for my wedding from <gasps> Nike ID, and Fine. they are... So wonderful, and they yeah, yeah. I'll show them. They're pretty dope, and they're and they're pretty dope, and we're all pretty excited about it. That's a lot of fun, and they weren't like super expensive either. Like Caleb and I had the same reaction. So this is what happened. I knew that I wanted a particular type of shoe, and I was trying to find a particular colorway of that shoe that was going to match our suits, and and I couldn't do it. And I was like, why don't I just check on Nike ID? Maybe they'll let me do it, and um, they did, and. The price was acceptable, and Caleb and I were like, "Why have we not been doing yeah, this all Yeah, I feel like along? I'm, gonna, I'm like about to spend a couple hundred dollars a year on custom shoes now. Like, it, like it's uh, it's only David like David has finally influenced you. It's only like fifteen to twenty bucks more than the original one, and so it's oh. like, wait, hold on, that I should be doing Why that. Why am I not so, doing this all the time? Yeah, yeah. so and you um, choose to go with this outfit. Yeah, so I care so about I that. Like that's yeah, great. That's How about it's a good you? Thing to care yeah. about. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I don't know. I Captain Marvel's this coming weekend. I'm <sighs> I'm excited. I hope it's good. You're excited? Why? I heard so many dudes that said it's bad. You're right. I forgot, yeah, the, you forgot. the Rotten Tomatoes troll score. Yeah, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it's very very bad. So yeah. why so, even bother? Okay, never mind. I'm no yeah. longer excited. Good. I feel like it's That's kind of a wanted. like this month has been kind of a low period for caring about movies, but hmm. I'm rewatching American Vandal. American oh, Vandal. Are you really? This is like my fourth time through it. Wow. It's it's great every time. What is American Vandal? American Vandal is like a mockumentary crime oh, show. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I don't it's recommend it to, to watch with your parents or no. any, like, you know, it's not like your church group comes over and watches a couple episodes of American Vandal, but it's... Probably not. It's one of those shows where you're like, this is so stupid. And then, like, <laughs> details start to matter, and you're like, oh, yeah. that detail mattered. And they start to do, like, pretty sophisticated jokes about, like, true crime and how exploitative the genre is. And yeah. it's like, am I... Just, like, like serious, really specific high school nostalgia. Yeah. Like, there's this teacher on the show called Mr. Kraz, mm-hmm. and he's this guy who, like, tries to be really cool and buddy-buddy with the students, and as a result, all the students hate him, yeah. and all the teachers hate him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, that guy who's, like, super inappropriate and does something every day where you're like, you should get fired for that. That's, <laughs> you're, you're 26, you're not, like... Yeah, too, this is this is not okay, dude. You're too old to be creepy about your students, and you're too young to have any real authority over us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no offense to my former 26 year old high school teacher, who was a great teacher and not at all Mr. Kraz, mm-hmm. and he knows who I'm talking about, who he is knows. Mr. Kraz, so it's fine. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, American Vandal is the thing I care about, even though it's super old. Very good. Yeah. Works for me, Caleb. What you got? 
I am Katowice 2019 Intel Extreme Masters Championships for Counter Strike. Sorry, I think I missed like three of those <laughs> yeah, words. In English, please. Uh, I, I, Intel, I'm not even kidding. Uh, like, Kat- Katowice is a uh, city <laughs> overseas, okay. uh, I believe in Poland or okay. Germany, oh, okay. where they hold the Intel Extreme Masters. This year, uh, one week before the tournament, this is Counter Strike Global Offensive, a shooting game, 5v5 mm-hmm. team game, mm-hmm. uh, came out in 1994. Counter Strike? Is that old? It's one of the oldest esports. Old my brother. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite games to watch. But so three big events happened, two sad, all three sad, actually. Um, two of the players' dads died unexpectedly, Aww. one Jeez. the day before the tournament, and one a week before the tournament. And one of the guys whose dad dies, he ended up winning the tournament. So that was incredible. And the other thing was there's a, there's a player named Pasha. His, his, his in-game name is Pasha Biceps because he's so swole. And he's done like gamer workout things. And like he's, he's this all-around incredibly like kind person and very strong and one of the best players ever. But he's going to retire this year. And they let him bring out the trophy. And um, and he was on stage like it's this beautiful stage with uh, tens of thousands of people there, and you know they're all cheering for him and he's sitting there crying, like holding the trophy. Aww. He's won three times. I mean, he's an absolute legend. And you know, some people were like jeering at him on Twitter and sure, stuff. Yeah. And he tweets out, "Real man can cry," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah," because so- <laughs> he's That's like. So the epitome of like you know a strong person and also a kind person and you know such an incredible player and so the tournament itself was was an absolute blast and uh one of the guys who was at the original Katowice World Championship and I think it was 2003 uh he came out and, and spoke cool and he spoke about the players whose fathers had passed away and he spoke about his experience from back when there was no money no crowds none of that but the players were just so passionate about the game and it was yeah. just, it was, it was, you know, it was really neat. I really enjoyed it. And it was a fun tournament to watch. Yeah. That's so that's wow. what I've cared about. Truly a variety of things. Yeah. yeah. What a nice little smattering that was. A little smatterlet. A little smatterlet. Smatterito. Indeed. That's it. Yeah, All right. Uh, until next time, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Remember to follow at Gimme Jacob Moore on Twitter. Yeah, and you can Instagram. also follow our Twitter if you want. Which oh, is that's right. Care the number four, the word free. The word free. I'm Sorry. at Crazy Preacher, C R Z E E P R E A C H E R. We already have an official Twitter, though. It's um, at Gimme Jacob Moore. <laughs> that's fair. This is our alt account. Also, yeah. thanks for letting me be on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thank Aww. you for coming. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was great. It was fun. It was yeah. good to have you here. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Except next time. Except next time. And any other time. That's true. Buy a mic. (laughs) If you guys want to buy us a mic, we'll send you the specs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time. Deuces. No, you make that noise. I thought Kayla might want to. We are, we are the youth of a nation. No? No one's going to sing that with me? Okay. (laughs) But!